Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Normally, we choose a classic movie from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s and dissect it with a modern eye to see if it still moves us the way it did as kids. But not today. On this episode, we're going to discuss multiple amazing movies instead of just one. We think you're going to love it. So sit back and enjoy today's episode. Top five winter movies. Well, we're pretty excited about today's episode, and I'll explain to you why we're doing this shortly. But first, it's time to introduce the team. My name is Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes that love cold weather. <sighs> Sean Pryor and AJ Vens, how the heck are you? It's true, I do. I'm about done with it, man. <laughs> really? Already? Yeah, you're already- <laughs> I'm moving to Arizona, Texas. I'm I'm getting the hell out of here. There's a point. There's a point in the winter where it stops being cute. You know? Yeah. Oh, look at the oh. oh the snowfall. Oh, oh, I can see my breath. Oh, <sighs> and <laughs> <laughs> then you wear the then you wear the wrong shoes. Yeah, because it's the only ones you have, <laughs> and you step in a huge pile of slush and ice. Yeah, and just gets all up in you. Uh, there's there's the eight seasons of of Iowa. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you know, first winter, <laughs> first winter, fall spring, fall spring, slush Second. season. <laughs> Very um, sec, very big winter. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Extremely disappointing winter. Yeah. Fall, fall, spring. That's a big one. Yeah, um, it usually happens right around um, like at the end of January is when you're just like, I'm yes. done with this. Yep. This so is bullshit. I thought we were gonna talk about this with a loving kind of mentality oh. of winter. So I, this is top five reasons we hate winter movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I think oh. we got the assignment right. These are the top five movies to watch while you're snowed in. Got yes, you. Okay. Oh, I like that. And it makes you feel comfy. Yes. So here's what we're doing today. Top five lists and ranking movies is such a cool way to talk about a lot of movies at once, provide some great conversations. We've done a number of these episodes now. We started with top five summer movies. It was a hit. We followed that up with top five fall movies in October of 21. Then we did top five rom-coms in January, top five movies from 1980. 85 in April and top five movie soundtracks back in July. And we're back at it today with top five winter movies. But before we dive in, don't forget your task for being a confused breakfast lover. Leave us a five star review on your podcast platform. Sign up for our Patreon to get tons of amazing perks. Voting on upcoming episodes, weekly bonus audio, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Subscribe, watch us on YouTube, buy merch, everything you need, confusedbreakfast.com. But most importantly, tell your friends that is the way we grow. Don't say like, mm. oh, this is just for me. No. No. Share it. Share, share it out it there. with the world. December is sharing your love for things with your friends and family. So share it. That's right. The best way to spread holiday cheer is sharing confused breakfast for all to hear. For their ear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to their ear. Yes. Gift it, yeah. Gift them a Patreon thing. Gift them, you know. Gift, yeah. They'll, they'll get all the show. That's right. Use us as a gift. Yeah. All right, fellas. <laughs> let's jump in. So again, we are doing top five winter movies to start. Tell me, like, what's your when you did when you made this list? What was your criteria for for a winter movie? Like, how does that? How are you using this criteria? There has to be snow, I believe, um, or just extreme cold. Maybe a sense of isolation. I really like about these movies. Maybe kind of like an ensemble cast is is kind of weirdly a um, a. a, a box that's ticked for me in these okay. movies um yeah and mostly like i was saying at the top just um if you're snowed in this is the kind of movie you want to watch you know like uh 10 little indians for the thing you know that kind of thing where it's just like you're you're huddled in a uh of space with a group of people right and there's no way out yeah sean's first picks lord of the flies there it is uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> i i i'm kind of in the same boat uh, it, it's but for me when you say winter uh around here it's got to be cold. Yeah, it's cold. So I just want, I've get, you got to feel the cold. You yes. got to know that it's cold. You gotta, you gotta understand like, oh, they got, they got snow in their shoes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that happened in that little shot and scene. Those are the kinds of things. Like I want to feel the cold. I want it to be like. That's what I want. Yeah, I don't want to see like the Hallmark Christmas movie where no. where it is very snowy mm. and cold, but they're just like, hee, 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 
<laughs> no, no. I want you to be terrified with how cold this is and be going through the hardships of winter. Yeah, because right. like because we're used to that. We live in Iowa. It, it gets we get those polar vortexes that come on down like this, you know. And yeah. it's cold as shit. And we get a lot of snow here. And I know we got friends further up north in other countries. Maybe our friends down in Texas, Florida. I'm wondering if you guys feel the same way about winter movies. If you like to watch movies like this because it like makes you think about what it would be like. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well, that is our criteria. So the only rule really that we have when we do these top five lists are that we can't use any movies we've already talked about in a review episode. Um, you know, because some of these I think would make our lists definitely. Here are a few of them that we've already done. Grumpy Old Men, we just did. Red Dawn, definitely a winter movie. You get that sure. really oh, yeah. cold feeling there. The Shining is probably number one on many people's lists when you're thinking it's about winter mine. and isolation. Uh, Groundhog Day, that would have been on my list list for sure. I think mm-hmm. Groundhog Day's got that that repeating like every day of winter. It's like, oh, it's cold and snowy yeah. and weird, you know? Uh, cool Runnings, Mighty Ducks, Christmas Story, Just Friends, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. Those are all definitely Christmas movies, or sorry, winter movies, but we're not going to talk about them on our top five today. That's right. right. So let's do, uh, let's do some honorable mentions. I'll give you a few. I, I feel weird saying this, but I, I've watched it probably three times now, and it t- it checks the box. It just didn't make my top five. Frozen, frozen, oh. fr- no, not like frozen, frozen, like frozen where they're stuck on the ski lift. Oh. That's, that's one of my honorable mentions as well. My God, yeah, like I, I hate, it. I hate that movie, but I love it. But I hate it. But yeah. I don't know why I can't turn it off. Yeah, it's it's like legitimately like one of the most original movies of that like disaster kind of thing. Yes. Like you know, like there's speed and you were on a speeding bus with, with a bomb. This one you're just stuck on a chairlift, there's nobody around and there's fucking wolves trying to get you. <sighs> that sounds terrible. It is. You have to you have to watch that. I also got uh Empire Strikes Back. I feel like that's Definitely. got that's got some winter vibes to it. Um for me, you got to have some uh, sports movies. You got to have hockey movies, Miracle Slapshot, those are big winter movies for me. Even Inception, it's got that winter scene when they're diving deep down and it's the cold and they're storming the fortress. Yeah. Um, and finally, pretty much the entire Dark Knight trilogy has winter vibes to it. Mm. Okay. There's, you know, the first one, Batman Begins, you've got the snow, they're on the mountain, you've yeah. got there's a lot of snow features and winter features in those movies. So I, I think they fit the criteria. One hundred percent. But those are my honorable mentions. AJ, what about you, man? I got a bunch. I'll just run through them real fast for you. Uh cool runnings. Um obviously can't say that one. Um I, I would have to say in into the wild, that's oh, another definitely. one. Anything from John Hughes. Okay. Anything from okay. John Hughes, guys. Like literally anything. Um, the Edge. You guys nice. have seen the seen I've the Edge. Seen that. Um, yes. And uh, the Harry Potter movies yeah. are kind of in that vibe for me for I'm some reason. You. Like every time you see like that great hall and it's like decked out for like uh, the holidays. Yeah, or winter, that's true. Going home for the holidays or something. Ugh. I'm like, oh yeah, mm. Mm. Coco and and Harry <laughs> Potter. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't know. That's about that's about what I got. Okay. I would say. Yeah. I, got you, Sean. A, I got a few. Um, the thing is one hundred percent on there. I wonder if we're gonna do that. Sometime I wonder soon. if we're gonna do that sometime. <laughs> um, the Revenant is a. Oh my god! I forgot about really that. cool mm. like wilderness movie. The way that I I like that movie, but I think I like the way that it's shot more than I do than the actual content of the movie. I mm. agree one hundred percent with you. It's 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 just like the story wise. I'm like, mm, okay, I can get behind it, and you know the little subtle themes. But other than that, I just love the winter aspect in that movie and the way that it's filmed. The way it looks. Mm. Um, there's a movie called The Black Coat's Daughter, or it used to be called February, so definitely winter. Um, it's just this weird kind of ghost satanic movie uh, done by Osgood Perkins. Um, it's just a weird, weird win- movie, but you can definitely feel the cold in that movie. Uh, check that out if you uh, have not. Mm. Um, there's a movie called The Chilly Scenes of Winter. It's kind of a romantic comedy. Um, who's the dad from Home Alone? John, uh, John no. John something. Um, I can't remember. That name. guy, yeah. he, he stars in it, and it's a great, great kind of romantic comedy. Mm. Um, there's a movie called Weirdsville. That's an indie movie with uh, Scott Speedman and... Uh, it's just a comedy about these kind of drug addicts who are trying to kick the habit, but also trying to pay back this drug dealer. And it's uh, based in like um, Saskatchewan or something like that. Mm. It's really fun, really cool. Um, 
I revisited it because it was a childhood movie of mine and uh, still holds up. So check that one out. And that's all I got for honorables. Well, what do you say? Uh, I'll start us off on number five. I'm going to give you my number five. We'll go through the whole thing. We'll come all the way down to one. My number five, I already told you I do. I got to have a hockey movie. Like hockey is winter, you know? And so mine's Mystery Alaska. Nice. Ooh, yes. It, it's 1999 movie. Russell Crowe, Burt Reynolds, Mary McCormick, Hank Azaria, lots more. Feel-good movie about the best sport in the entire world, yep. hockey. Um, there are so many other hockey movies to choose from, like I already mentioned, but if we're talking about like the winter feeling of hockey plus just winter, it's this. It's that skating the river, like that epic shot of the dude. Like Who doesn't want to strap on some skates mm. and skate this windy, frozen river? And the shots of the, of the black ice because mm-hmm. it's frozen. And I, I don't know. Everybody playing hockey in town, everybody skating, coming together. This movie is not that great overall. Like It's pretty cheesy. It's I haven't pretty, seen it forever. It's I, I rewatched it again last week and it's still like yeah but you know it just it's the most predictable <laughs> cheesy movie you've ever watched but I just like it for a winter vibe. I, yeah. I do really like the way that it's like shot and put together Definitely. and it, it is like you say it's a feel good movie it's a great watch for winter 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. my number 5. Sean Sweet. what about you man? I will go with a movie called The Ice Storm. Uh, directed by Ang Lee, starring this this is this is what I mean by like stacked cast. This is Sigourney Reaver, Kevin Klein, Christina Ricci, Toby Mulgar, Elijah Wood, and Joan Allen, among many many more. Uh, this is just a, about more more or less a kind of family drama in the seventies and the kind of in in a little bit of a small town. Um, these families all culminate together during I, I believe like Thanksgiving into Christmas. And it's more of just like a slice of life of like the troubled marriage and uh, infidelity. And uh, with Christina Ricci's character, she's kind of discovering her sexuality uh, during the course of this movie. And um, Elijah Wood's trying to get to his family the entire time. And so we cut back to him a lot. It's more of like a a kind of a segmented, uh, here's this story and here's this story kind of vignettes. But they all kind of culminate together. I love it. And it's... um, during an ice storm, why why it's called the ice storm? So they're all kind of uh, either outside trying to get in, or they are stuck inside. Yes. And like, there's a scene where there's like literally a key party, and they all have to be inside. Like, even even if anybody's uncomfortable with that, they you know they have to stay there. And so it's really interesting. And um, I I like Ang Lee's movies a lot, and I think this is my favorite of his. Mm. Yeah. Number five for Sean, the ice storm. AJ, what do you got, man? Uh, keep in mind, I don't necessarily have these in a specific order. Oh, I don't great. know if you guys do. Yes. I do not. You guys are 100%. like five through one. <laughs> yeah, like, that was oh, five. That I just was, gave you five. That was it. Like, oh, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of my top five <laughs> is... I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, the the day after tomorrow. Okay, nice. Yes, I I you know what I would have put this on my list, but I had a feeling you would put it on. Yeah, it's winter yes. in June. It's it's extreme winter. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is. It's the I love Dennis Quaid. Yeah, um, okay. I'm a, such a big fan of his, and this is uh, I I don't know something about this movie that uh this it's it's in the same vein as like. How, why I like, like zombie movies and stuff. It's like okay. the test. It's the, <sighs> oh, it's the, oh no, there's a big storm. We get all locked in or we're all snowed in and like everything is just desolate at yes. this point. And um, desolation is, is for some reason very fascinating <laughs> to me. And I don't know why. When you, uh, when you get about 10 inches of snow, you know why. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, there's just a lot of great scenes in this movie, like of them trekking through, they have to like find their way back into New York and then they realize they're on top of New York yeah. essentially. And, uh, like it's, it's like 20 feet of snow <laughs> that they're standing on top of and ice and, uh, like falling through the mall there when, um, uh, who, who is it? Uh, J- Jake, Jill- no, yeah, yeah Jake, Jill- Jill- Jake Jill- and, uh, he's, He's like they're hunkered down in like this library, mm-hmm. and they're like breaking into the vending machines to <laughs> eat something and just try to stay alive and and nourish themselves. It's there's a lot of great scenes in this of cold isolation and and just being a desolate place. 
and if, I love it. If you had to, <laughs> that's in the same vein as San Andreas and um, yeah. Yellowstone and all these like crazy, unbelievable disaster movies. I think but, yeah. like Independence Day, Ro- I think Roland Emmerich yeah. made that movie. So, but for some reason, like I think this is my my favorite of all of those. Like it's yeah. it's annoyingly like, oh my god, it's global warming, but that means cold, and you know, <laughs> it's all that, but it's still really good. Like, yes. it's a good movie. Yes, a hundred percent. I love it so much. I, I've got to. I've got to go back and watch it again here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing Winter just started. Oh, good. Hey. <laughs> All we're doing is making a list for you guys to yeah. watch Winter <laughs> yeah, movies good at point. this point. <laughs> uh, we got an executive producer on today's shows. He's going to give us his five. It is our boy, Bud Larson. Thank nice. you for being here, man. We love having you as an executive producer. Uh, oh, yeah. His number five is Reindeer Games. Oh, nice. Oh. Okay. I, I, Dude, I don't know if I've ever actually seen Reindeer Games. He said, um, he said it's about a group of Santas robbing a casino. How do you get more Christmas and winter time <laughs> than that? I think he, I think he's right about that. That was uh, two. Th- have you guys seen that? It was two thousand. Yeah. Was it uh, Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Know. Gary yeah. Sinise. Yes. I don't know if I have seen this. Actually. I got to go back and watch that. I, I think that was one of those movies where I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll eventually watch that, and uh-huh. I just never did. Right. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those that I thought as a as a kid or like when I was younger, I thought to myself, "Oh, um, it's about reindeer games." And Rudolph. So like Rudolph, <laughs> and they don't let him play in those reindeer well, games. I've never seen this Rankin Bass film before. So it's like turns out no, it's Ben Affleck and Gary Sinise. Oh, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, no, you can't watch it, dude. The guy from Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <I> <laughs> All right. Well, my number four it has to be the gray. Yes. The gray. Is there is there more of an isolated, freezing cold, terrifying winter movie than this? I mean, this should opinion. have been your number one. And I think it's the show's number one. We had a big argument, not an argument, but like a disagreement. Argument. It was on all of our lists. We love this movie. And I, I have to say, if there is a movie that you want to check out, uh, on any of our lists, check out The Gray first because mm. it's so good. Do you think this never – was this ever a big deal? Like, was no. this – did it make a lot of money? Like, is it just kind of a more of an indie film? It didn't really go anywhere. Joe Carnahan directed it. He did, like, movies like Smoke and Aces and uh, a movie called Narc. Uh, really good filmmaker, but I think this is his best film, and it didn't get the recognition it deserved. 2011, it's Liam Neeson and basically just a bunch of nobodies, in my opinion. Uh, but like he, he's the Liam Neeson, you know, right. He has a very, I have a very specific set of skills that are going, it's like, well, there's nine of us wolves. (laughs) Okay. So do what you will, but there's only nine of us, I guess, against your skills. You could say that wolves have a particular set of skills too. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. That is just killing. I don't know. This is one of those movies where I'm just like, we won't spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it, but like. Like I tend to root more for animals in these types of movies, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, let these wolves take you. It's yeah. your fault. You're playing with. It's down. your fault. Yeah. You're in their territory. Your territory. That's what you're doing. Well, j- just to give a little sting to to the audience to uh, maybe go out and see it. Uh, Liam Neeson is uh, on this like oil rig, Russian or like they're somewhere. just like in way northern Alaska or Some, something like something that. Something like yeah. that. And he's his job is literally to protect these workers from wolves who are passing by. And he'll just snipe them. And so they are on a plane and the plane goes down and they have to try and survive along with these wolves trying to get them. <laughs> yeah. Um there's your little little pitch for it. I, I will spoil one scene because I this is one of the scenes in this movie is stuck in my head forever and i think it's one of my favorite if we'd ever do like top five scenes for a movie this will be in there mm. um oh great it's during wow <laughs> well there you go <laughs> it's during a like the plane just went down there's like maybe a handful of survivors and liam neeson's one of them and there's one person who is ext- like mortally wounded and this guy is like well what's going on what we need to get help we need to get help right and liam neeson is literally and everyone's <laughs> around him liam neeson like has him in his hands he's like you're going to die and he's like, no, no, I'm gonna get better. He's like, he's like, wait, 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 no, 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 I, no, no. He's like, no, it's you just, and he just kind of talks to him. He's like, who do you love? Who are you thinking of right now? And it's a, this group of people along with Liam Neeson talking this guy through his death, and he eventually dies. It's the most harrowing, sad scene mm. I have ever seen in my life, and it. I, for that scene alone, this movie is on masterpiece level for me. I mm. love it so much. The, the look of the film, the color grading, the snow, the the scenes where the wolves' eyes are popping out oh, with God. fire reflection. Yeah. This is 
one of the best winter movies of all time. Go yes. out and watch it. Yeah, it's it's like The Edge, but Wolves not a, not not a bear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. Sean, what's your number four, man? Let's go with. Um, I'm gonna go Cold Prey. This is a horror movie. This is actually one of my oh. uh, <laughs> one of my favorite slashers of all time. Um, I believe it's like maybe Sweden or something. The, the filmmaker's name is Roar Olfig. Maybe Dana. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, foreign movie about these uh, snowboarders, a group of friends um, who go snowboarding, and one of them, what wouldn't you know, breaks their leg, <gasps> and um, they have to kind of find help for him, and they they stumble upon this abandoned. A hotel that's just literally just kind of left there in the middle of this of these mountains in the snowstorm. No roads anywhere. It's all just covered with snow. So they go in and find uh, shelter there and have this guy rehabilitate. And like, well, we're here, so we'll just stay for the night. And there's snacks, there's booze. We'll hang out. And uh, in the morning, we'll get someone to go out and try and find some help. Wouldn't you also know is that there's a huge man staying there, and he's psychotic. Wouldn't you know? Um, and so it's oh, a, a slash movie about this guy who's simultaneously killing these teens off. And uh, I love it. It's it's really great. Um, it's like The Shining if it was a slasher, pretty much. Nice. Um, so there's your pitch for it. I love it. Go check it out. Cold Prey. AJ, number four, Cold. what you got, man? Cold prey. Cold prey well, sounds like a new type of cold pressed coffee. It does. Cold prey. Ooh, cold prey by Nestle. Uh, <laughs> Nestle from Nestle. Can I get a, Can I get that in a, a venti, please? Ooh. The other, the other day, I went to like a normal coffee shop and I said I want a tall. Yeah. And because I meant like, give me as much coffee as you can. They're like, wait, do you mean small like Starbucks? I'm like, no, I mean t- the tallest cup of coffee the I can get. The biggest thing you can give me. I'm not in Starbucks. Yeah. I can say tall here, and that right. means a lot. Do I look like a Starbucks <laughs> frequenter? Yes. I guess. Is, that, is, yes. That, is that who I am? Does it look Shoot. like I'm the type of guy that walks into a Starbucks and gets in line be- behind 30 teenage girls yeah. ordering <laughs> things with sprinkles in it? Yeah. No, I fucking don't. Okay, continue. Sorry. Cold prey. Yes, I'd like some sugar with a splash of coffee. That'd be great. <laughs> Bye, Nestle. Uh, <laughs> coffee with cream? You okay, buddy? I'm good. Just give me a coffee with whipped cream on top. Coming from horror, speaking of Starbucks, I'm going to give you the holiday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is my favorite. This is what I love the most about you, too. Sean's like, it's a bit of an indie horror film that no one's ever seen. AJ's like, the holiday. holiday. Jack Black. Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. Jude Law is. I love you guys. (laughs) The hunky sweetheart who cries. He's sweet and sensitive. And sensitive, but strong. Look at him chop lumber. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> so, like it's it's. I know it's always like shocking, and and you for some reason over the years have just gained this like weird appreciation for these. It's this is right in the vein of. Uh, like just friends, I, yep. With like Hallmark movie vibes, it's, it's Hallmark a, movie, but like good. But thank God there's production value. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's even like a Hallmark movie. I would say this is a Hallmark card brought to life. Brought to Ooh. life. <laughs> yes. like that's Ooh. what this movie is. And you know what? It's funny because it even kind of plays on this a little bit because she, Cameron Diaz, basically plays a like a she she helps on commercials uh, or, or uh, trailers. For movies, yes. right? She she like produces them, and she's having like a fallout with, uh, or not having luck with men. Has a fallout, and then uh, what's her name? I can't think of it. The other actress. The other actress. Why yeah. can't uh, I think uh, of Kate it? Kate Winslet. Kate Kate Winslet. Winslet. And um, she has a very similar situation going on in England, and uh, Cameron Diaz is in L.A. Well, they decide to take a holiday and switch places. House swap classic situation. (laughs) Basically, yeah, basically Airbnb each other's houses. I'd like to do that someday with some random person. I'd be down. It's a fun idea. Um, And uh, But then a killer comes in. But then then there's a psycho living in the basement. (laughs) Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Um... Welcome to crappy holidays. Uh, and so, but th- so you've got that, and I love it because Cameron Diaz can't get out of her own head, and she has like the monologue of the trailer. It's like, it's like Cameron Diaz just can't catch a break, and she's like playing this over and over in her head, and I love it so much. But then this is honestly also oddly enough one of my favorite Jack Black roles. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I other than Airborne. Uh, and other than Airborne, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. Or um other than uh, Waterworld. Well, um but <laughs> damn. <laughs> It's deep, a deep cut. That's a very deep cut. <laughs> we just wow. have to do that move and get it out of your Let's system. Let's just get it out of your system. Well, hey, Jack Black's come a long way. We're going to um, do it from your pool. Don't it, worry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but I love his role in this. I, For some reason, it's such a charming movie. It is. And it's it's a really comfortable watch, and you feel for these these people, and even, for, even though you probably shouldn't. And, um, yeah, I love watching yeah. it. It's a very good, feel-good movie right on the cusp of that Hallmark vibe, And uh, but it's got some great actors and actresses in it. Uh, Eli, Eli Wallach is in it, and yes. he's, he's kind of like uh, shepherding uh, Kate Winslet through yep. like the trials and tribulations of L.A. Yeah. I like their their um, uh, interactions a lot. I know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's great, yeah. Uh, our boy Bud Larson, his number four, he's going die hard. He's saying Mike said it wasn't a Christmas movie, which at this point <laughs> wow. we are not we are not sure. By this point, we will know what the official vote of the smartest people on earth, our Patreon members are. Right. Patreon.com right. slash confused breakfast. So we don't know it yet, but when this comes out, we will be able to say whether it is a Christmas movie or not. Right now I'm going to say that he's correct. It's not a Christmas movie. But he's saying it does take place during the winter holiday. There's trees, there's snow, most importantly, people blowing up buildings. John McClane gives us the best movie quote of all time. You Kaye, motherfucker. Mm. But that is the important thing we're trying to say here is like whether we determine this is a Christmas movie or not, if this is something you love to watch during the winter and during Christmas, right? Do it. You can do it. Yeah. You're allowed to. It's funny. I'm, it's your I, life. I'm, well, that's weird. Weird. You have agency. <clears throat> yeah. Free will. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Like I, I watch Scorsese, Scorsese movies. Scorsese. Um, <laughs> during during the winter time, I love yeah. watching gangster movies during that. They're not necessarily overtly winter, but I, I love doing it anyway. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, there totes. you go. Whatever. Totes, totes. Uh, my number three, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, I know that that might be kind of a bit of a head scratcher, but if you don't remember, this was uh, 2004. Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. Um, She's back. The first, yeah, the first. Like non crazy Jim Carrey role, you know. Up to this point, he's like, "Yeah, Truman Show," and might yeah. be myself and Irene. And then all of a sudden, I remember seeing this going, "Ooh, is this like an introspective kind of sad?" I mean, this is in theory kind of a, a sad movie. This is a couple meets, falls in love, and then tries to forget that they ever knew each other through like a process of um, what was that process? It was just like was mental, just, yeah, just like hypnosis, a, or, yeah, like a, like I think. <clears throat> They did like a whole like weird like yeah. kind of ele- electrodes and stuff on oh. your mind, just like literally erase erasing a memories, erasing memories, yeah. and it completely erasing each other from each other's memories. And it, winter movies for me always have like the introspective nature to them. It's a time to reflect. Uh, I've just always loved this movie. It's a cold tent movie for sure. You can feel it. They are always wearing like coats and sweaters. Uh, running the the such a weird scene. They're running down the beach, playing on the beach. But it's cold and snowy. Yeah. No one ever shows a beach when there's snow on it. Because yeah. there are beaches in the world where there will be snow and cold weather. Um, <clears throat> I love that scene, the walking out onto the ice, that iconic shot of them yes. laying on their backs on the ice. It's like mm. a, that crack. Big old crack yeah. right next to them. Uh, that is a major, major winter movie for me. Not only for temperature-wise and looks, but also just the sad, introspective reflection of mm-hmm. winter i mean that it's a big one for me yeah for sure yeah. i don't know that i've actually seen you all have of that to, movie man. oh it's great You'd love it yeah I'll, charlie I'll kaufman great um, soundtrack too yeah I, one of the lines in there i think it's uh more towards the middle or something like that but uh she's he's like trying to get her back like he did he, he regrets his decision so he's like trying to get her back through these memories and um he's like i, I don't i don't want to lose you again she's like you're gonna get tired of me he's like We'll do it together. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. We'll get tired of each other together. You know, it's just like it's really nice. <laughs> Elijah Wood plays a pretty interesting character. In that yeah. Movie. Uh, <laughs> what Hulk? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, what the uh, the new Hulk? The new Hulk. Oh, uh, Banner. Bruce Banner. No. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> what are, what are you, we talking uh, about? The new Hulk. Yeah. What's his goddamn name? Oh, who, who? plays him? Yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. He's, yes. in, he's <laughs> in it. That's all I had to say. Ah, Mark. Uh, thanks, Sean. <laughs> Good job, Sean. Sean oh, now I'll, thank you your, for helping me struggle through that. Yeah. <laughs> what's your number three? And Sean? yeah, he's in it. So, uh, um, I'm gonna go the Hateful Eight. That's okay, it. move on. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. I uh, well, yes. This reason why I love this is I went on a bus ride 
to Chicago. Okay. Uh, to the Music Box Theater, one of the greatest theaters on earth. And I saw the Roadshow edition of The Hateful Eight in 70mm film. Projected 70mm film. 70mm is like the widest you could ever see a movie in. Okay. Um, I I had such a great time. We we went with a bunch of other fucking nerds uh, to to see this <laughs> picture. Picture. Of the, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what I'm picturing real fast is I picture I picture Sean who is a nerd. Yes. Also sitting in this room full of other people. You'd be like, fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> No, they are my brethren. They are they uh, from film scene in Iowa City. They, they we all did it because I, of them. I pictured the the school bus from Trick or Treat. Now all of them had masks. <laughs> They're all just like yeah, yeah. all wear like, cowboy hats or something. <laughs> 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 um, we were watching Quentin Tarantino movies the whole way down there and the whole way back. Um, this is the the like the kind of roadshow edition like pamphlet you get when you go to one of these. Oh. It's like they in 70 millimeter films there was like an extravaganza. So you got like uh like programs pretty much. Mm. And so in the roadshow edition, there's an intermission in the in the middle of the movie. And if you can imagine what scene, it just kind of there's like a huge twist and that uh was the intermission right there. Um I just love it. It's literally the thing but a Western uh, done by Quentin Tarantino, and uh, it's it's based off you know like the ten little Indians, ten little Native Americans, um, <laughs> kind of stories like that. And like I said, it's it's the isolation, and it's the there's the whole mystery of people may not be who they say they are. And oh, I, I love that aspect of the film. And uh, yeah, I it definitely my experience of the movie has informed my love of it. So. Uh, I definitely love it for that reason, too. Hateful Eight. AJ, number three, what you got, man? I'll tell you what I got. 30 Days of Night. Yeah, man. This might be a surprise to some folks. Yes, very much. Josh Hartnett, I think, is great in this movie. And this is the great combination of, like, borderline kind of in the zombie vibe, but it's vampires, and people are like... uh, like the, it, the whole basis of it is up in Alaska, um, a town like it goes dark for thirty days during the winter. Do they actually name the? T- is it Barrow, Barrow, Alaska? Is that what do, it is? Do they actually use yep. Barrow for that? Yep. Okay, and so yes, it's a small town, just a little place in uh, Alaska, and everybody's preparing for the night, like the long, the long night, and this is also where these vampires essentially come to hunt and, and basically <laughs> feed. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really fun. It's a lot of, man, it's like the anxiety trip for, it's just crazy that you have the isolation, but it's not from just the cold. It's the isolation that you are trying to isolate yourself. Not that you're trying to, uh, not that you, you are caught by the weather. You're trying to keep things out. You know, mm-hmm. and keep out those vampires, hide from them, and it's terrifying. Uh, who is the who's who's one of those uh, one of the main vampires? Danny Houston. Danny Houston. He's like the head head vampire. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. It's just like oh my <laughs> <It's> so lord. <laughs> so yeah. Well, when you think of winter, you think about the further north you go, mm-hmm. the, the lower the daylight you get during the day, and you think about darkness a lot mm-hmm. in wintertime. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it gets dark here now around like in Iowa, it gets starts getting dark around four o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we uh, we just deal with it, yeah, and you, you just, just gotta go keep on Shit. going on. Yep. And I imagine like when you just have. 30 days of straight night, you just got to keep going on. Just, oh, we got to work. We got to do this. We got to do that. And now we can't because we have to hide from vampires. <laughs> yeah. That's out of, fine. Out of all the horror movies in the goddamn world, AJ. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one you like. You've had this on a list before. Too, I have. That personally, <laughs> between you and I. Yeah. Um, it's just shocking that a vampire movie with blood... Uh-huh. Bloods and blood and blood and bloods and mm. bloods and bloods mm. all over the place. Monsters. Yeah. Indeed. This is your horror movie of choice? Yeah. 
It's weird. I have these. I have all these weird ones that kind of keep popping up. I think like you know the crazies is another one. I don't know what it is. It's like the chase or it's that that running away, that you hiding, like, run and hide kind of thing. You like vampire movies and or right. I mean like zombie movies, zombie like that movies. kind of isolation. Yep, I do. I, nice. I, I, like I have a dream that, uh, you know, when you guys are both like 92 years old, AJ goes first and AJ's on his deathbed. <laughs> no, he, no, he I no, can't AJ, have that. No, AJ, you're going to go soon after. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, you're in your 90s. You don't even know what's going on. You shit yourself and it's yeah. fine. But AJ's on his deathbed and he waits for Sean and everybody's like, Sean, Sean, your, your son Harrison's like, Dad, Sean, Sean came. Sean. He made it. He made the long Sean trip. And Sean walks in. He's like, AJ. You've been my best friend of all time. And AJ goes, I have one thing to tell you before I go. I've loved horror movies all my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, loved, I've watched every horror movie, but uh, telling the, you I hate him was my favorite what, thing. Was one of the greatest <laughs> joys of my <laughs> And, and now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to talk about it with you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. How dare you? That'll be my last word. Yeah. That's, that's my and dream. And that's what ends up killing Sean. <laughs> it's like, yes. And the, my last words will be, John Hughes sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and it's just two dead old guys and your son going, what the fuck? What the hell just happened? <laughs> it's like, what's the matter with these guys? <laughs> anyway, uh, Bud Larson's number three. He says, coming to America. Nice. Okay. Classic yeah. Eddie Murphy movie where he and Arsenio Hall play four different roles each. Akeem escapes in an arranged marriage. Akeem goes to find women that will love him for who he is, not what he is. Another great scene is in the barbershop where the four guys do nothing but argue over who the greatest <laughs> boxer of all time is. In the end, he finds his true love. I He's right. Like You do get that. Um, I, I think of cities a lot. Yeah. Big cities in wintertime a lot. Definitely. You know, sometimes that is kind of a vibe. You get the country winter, but you also get the big city winter vibe. You yeah. know, and yeah. I think he's right on this one. I, I totally agree. One of my just it's the whole joke in the movie, but he's from a different country and he goes to New York to find his queen, so he goes to Queens. Queens. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yes. It's simple, just so simple good. joke in his finest. It's yeah. it's yeah. It was like a coin flip between Queens and somewhere else. It might have been like over in LA, Los Angeles, I think. Yeah. Or like angels, or yeah, 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 and he's going to Queens. Going to Queens. I um, coming to America might be my favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all I, time. It's up there for me, uh, for sure. Uh, we will, we will be covering. Not before uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I I really do enjoy it. I love the cold aspect of it. Um, yeah, I think that's a great choice, man. Absolutely. Yeah. My number two was very hard to not put it as number one, um, but I'm just going to leave it where it's at. It's Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, okay. listen, listen. 2010, John Cusack, Rob Codry, Chevy Chase, Crispin Glover, Craig Robinson. This was one of those mov- those classic movies that I'm like, I'm not watching a movie called Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like same thing with uh, a lot of what was the... Um, there, there's been so many movies where I've gone, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. This sounds stupid. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. And I finally did it, and I fell majorly in love with this movie. If you're talking about wintertime for me, it's taking trips to go to, to ski villages and to go to Breckenridge. And going skiing with a group of people is one of the coolest things that you can do in wintertime with your friends and your family. And that's what they do in this movie. It's absolutely hilarious. It's heartfelt. Like, there's a great, message in this movie of like looking to your past too hard you know and can you change that can you not change that and it's got all the elements of winter that i love i i think this is one of the greatest movies ever that's very underlooked like Mm -hmm. i think this is comedy and heartfelt and awesomeness all packed into one and it's definitely one of my favorite winter movies i agree i agree with you man and i think rob cordry is Still, Cordry, Cordry, how do you Cordry. Say Cordry. I think he's still underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And he's not in enough. And this is like w- around the time where he was doing this character a lot, like yes. the the outlandish yeah. best friend kind of who's like fucking up their lives, kind of you know who's not who hasn't grown up yet. That mm-hmm. character in those comedies, he he was becoming more of that. But I think he's just as he's better than that. Yeah. I think he's uh, more, maybe even more of a leading man. And in movies like uh, The Way Way Back, mm-hmm. I love him in that. Um, yeah, I think he makes that movie, and the rest of the cast is amazing as well, obviously. Hell yeah. Yeah, number two, Sean, what are you thinking for yours? I'm going to go with the remake 
the Americanized version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo by oh. David Fincher. Uh, this has Daniel Craig, Rooney Mara, Stellan Skarsgård, and it's based off the, the series of novels by Stieg Larsson. I love movies about research. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know why. So there's an underlying uh, murder mystery here. Uh, this this guy hires, Christopher Plummer hires Daniel Craig uh, to look into this unsolved murder of one of his family members. Um and he has him stay on his like huge complex of buildings that he owns, and it's the dead of winter in uh, like Sweden or something like that. And um, he employs uh, Rooney Mara's character, the girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, to help him out in researching and going to libraries and on the computer and going to get this information from this cop in this city. I love like central mysteries like that but i love even watching characters on computers or like looking through libraries for some reason it gets me and for some reason in the winter it gets me even more um it's it's such a really it's just a really fucking cool uh murder mystery that unfolds uh in a very very satisfying way and it's told by david fincher i mean come on david fincher is one of our decent our our best filmmakers we have um Not bad. <laughs> He's all right. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love the way it's it's told, and I love the way it's shot. Uh, very cool. Love it. It's a great movie. It's uh, it's uh, tough at some points, but you know, it's uh, it is a great movie. Oh, also, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, one of the best, one of the best scores. Ever. Oh. I love the music in this. They are such a good team. They won the Oscar for his movie before this, I think, called the The Social Network. They won best that's right score, but I think this one is even up there for me. I Isn't, love it. Uh, how do I know that name, Trent Reznor? Isn't he in a band or something? Rob Zombie. He was his pianist. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I figured I'd. It sounded familiar. Yeah. I was, okay. <laughs> AJ number <laughs> I'm a, two. I'm gonna let that go. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no, my number two is. Snowpiercer. Okay, cool. Bong nice. Joon Ho, one of his. Um, I don't. I. I don't know his whole uh, filmography or you know repertoire of what everything he's got. Certainly, probably the first thing I ever watched of his, though. You've got uh, Chris Evans. Um, what is his friend's name? I should have looked it up before I. I. Uh, he was in like Turn. Oh, great oh, show yeah. by the way. Um, and uh, so some some great actors, actresses. Uh, Ed Harris is Ed in Harris, it. Mm-hmm. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. God, I love Jamie Tilda Bell. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. John Hurt. So it's really it's really a piece about uh, it's a societal piece. Um, oh, definitely m- mimicking society. You can take it for what, what, it what it's is. worth, or you can dive real deep. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, but uh, essentially, the the quick the quick rundown is. Um, whatever's left of the world population. I, b- I believe what happened was the day after tomorrow happened, and then <laughs> we now have Snowpiercer. Cool. So everybody on this train is what's left of the population, and they're on this massive train that circulates around the world um, to basically keep keep it going and keep the population alive during this what's like a nuclear winter that's blasted over the right. uh, entire world world and so in the back of the train you have the working class a very kind of the the uh like low income or what have you there's like a poor the poor society in the in the in the back and they basically start an uprising led by chris evans jamie bell and they go through um they start working their way through the cars um, in this process, and you start seeing that as they get further and further to the the front of the train, it's you start to see the the difference of class. Like then they get to like the middle class, and then they start to see children in like a school car, and they start to see like the upper class. Then and then you start to see like the one percent, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's this really like kind of interesting take and look uh, like at, at society essentially, and. Um, but there are points in this where they show the outside, and it is just dead. Yeah. Dead. It just nothing lives, nothing exists, nothing is. Um, there's a point where they do like the um, upper class or, or whoever you know the authority. They do a punishment, and one of the punishments is is like they basically take this guy who stole, and they put his arm outside, and oh, it just freezes, yeah. and then they break it with a hammer. <laughs> cool. That kind of stuff. So. It's really, really cool. It's a really, really like they, they, the way that they develop their plot and all the little things that go along with it. It's such a fascinating watch. And again, you can 
take it at face value, like you said, Mike, or you can just really deep dive into what it means, like and and the mirror of society that it has. So Bong Joon Ho does that sort of a lot in his movies. I'm I'm kind of gathering now because his Oscar winning Parasite yeah. is literally about class. You know, there's the yes. it's that's shot. what I was trying to look yeah. think of as a society and class system. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of the word. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, it's it's like literally the the characters who are trying to like live in this house in Parasite are like literally downhill from mm-hmm. uh, these upper class people, and it, the way that that's shown is is brilliant. And obviously the the juxtaposition of that on the train the back of the car the caboose is the fucking ass of society right and then the engine is the one percent the one percent it's really really good yeah bong joon ho's fantastic yeah uh bud larson's number two is bad santa and i gotta agree that's uh that's christmas meets winter time like when you think i mean christmas ultimately is we didn't really put any christmas movies on and because it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious but yeah. like christmas is winter for oh, a lot of people winter. uh yeah if you hadn't seen bad santa it's mall santa and elf by day two career criminals by night they plan to rob them all right before christmas but santa grows a conscience tries to foil their own plan sending both of them to jail that's a cl- criminally underrated uh just overall movie performances christmas winter whatever you want to call it i love i love bad santa and i need to add that to my list this year for yeah, sure 100%. i haven't seen it in a few years same it, it's it's one that i put off for the longest time i know, like it. oh bad santa oh, wow. oh yeah, let's go and then as you dive in um you realize how like far they took it <laughs> and you're like okay this is pretty funny all right this is great yeah this is this is good i billy bob thornton yeah appreciate you so i understand appreciate you um is this is this coming out before elf uh, this will be after Elf. After Elf. Okay, so um, Terry Zweigoff, who made uh, Bad Santa, was going to make Elf, as we, as we would no have No way. Said. Yeah. Well, as we would have already discussed. Uh, yes. <laughs> as we discussed previously. What? <laughs> Inception. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are down to our number one. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We love you so much. We're going to oh, hook yeah. you up with the number ones. We appreciate you sticking around. It, it absolutely means the world to have you guys listen to these episodes to let us just be able to have these conversations. So again, thank you for sticking around. My number one out cold. Oh God. I'm so glad you did this. I I, I even left this off of my honorable mentions list because I just, I had that feeling. 2001 movie really, (laughs) listen, really not a critically acclaimed movie. I believe (laughs) this might be one of, when we do get to this, which, by the way, I will let you know, which is why I'm not going to talk too much about this, executive producer Josh Miller has officially made this his choice for January. So we are going to deep dive on Out Cold. Coming in clutch. Coming in clutch. So Thank I'm not going to talk that, much Josh. about this, but this is this will be one of the worst critically acclaimed movies that we do. Wow. Like, critics hated this movie. Is it cheesy? Yes. But is this the movie that first introduced me to... One of my favorite actors in the entire world, comedian Zach Galifianakis. Yes, it's the first thing I I love this movie. I love the idea of being young and living in a ski town. Yeah, that's and fun. skiing every day and partying every night with good friends and coming together for good. And yeah, this this movie, Jason London, Zach Galifianakis, David yes. Koechner, Victoria Silverstead, <laughs> Lee Majors. David Denman. (laughs) David Denman is amazing in this movie. I'm not going to talk much about it uh, because we will be able to do a full-blown review on it, but this is like the the ultimate wintertime movie for me. Funny, isolation, conflict, skiing, snowboarding. I love it. 10 out of 10 for Mike. I completely agree with you. I love it as well. I can't wait to cover it. Yep. I'm really trying to hold back right now. Okay, let's just... There's a hot tub scene. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to that. Sean, number one, what you got, man? Number one, dog. Uh, I was just watching this movie before I came here. Um, I love it so much. Uh, it's by a filmmaker called Antonio Bird. Antonia Bird is a woman and starring Guy Pierce and Robert Carlyle. This is ravenous. Uh, this movie takes place during the Mexican-American War. Um, Guy Pierce plays this uh, soldier who um, is a kind of a war hero, but he's a war hero in, in all the wrong reasons. He was kind of a, a cowardice war hero. He uh, pretended to be dead while they were getting ambushed, and then while after he was laying under all these dead bodies, he escaped and actually took this base that they took from them. Um, and so because of that, he's rewarded, but the captain or the major is, is not having it. So he sends him to uh, like the Sierra Nevadas to be stationed there as like kind of pretty much exiling him. Mm. Um, and when he gets sent here, this uh, man – 
mysterious man comes to camp and played by Robert Carlyle, who essentially tells them the story of how he got there. He tells them the story of the Donner Party, pretty much. Like, the sky went crazy. Uh, we were stranded. We were in this cave. We didn't have anything to eat. We, we went through our oxen. We went through our horses, our boots, our belts. And then we had to turn to cannibalism. And then one, this one guy just went crazy with it. And that's why I escaped, because I had to leave. And so I came here. And so the whole... Um, uh, this whole camp, these soldiers go to where this cave is to try and find this woman who was there because you have to save the woman. Mm. Um, and it turns out maybe he was lying. The the little stranger was lying. Um, it's kind of like a, a take on the Wendigo uh, legend, like a Native American kind of folklore monster, uh, which is super interesting of like eating human flesh. It gives you like super, super powers and makes you uh, more agile and, and like can't be hurt and almost indestructible. Uh, but it's set in the winter and, uh, they're, they are outside in expeditions. And, um, I love it for that reason. It's very isolated, uh, in this camp. And this, this performances by Guy Pierce and Robert Carlyle are unbelievable. And the, the music in this is actually, uh, Damon Alborn, who is, uh, gorillas, blur, gorillas, gorillas. um, Super interesting soundtrack, and it's it's so unconventional and so weird, but it fits the movie so perfectly. Uh, I love it. Cannibalism. Well, he's weird, so that makes sense. There he's you go. Weird. <laughs> AJ, number one, what you got, man? Um, this movie is. I I realized how much I enjoyed this movie because I have I've because of, of how much I've revisited actually even uh, not even during the winter, but when when it starts to get cold. I realized I did it this year. Started to get cold. I watched this movie. If you guys are a fan of like Yellowstone, that's happening right now, like the big phenomenon of, of Yellowstone, you will love this movie. It's called Wind River. Hell yeah. Wind River. Have you guys seen Wind River? I've yes, never sir. seen it. Okay. So Wind River uh, is was made by Taylor Sheridan. Oh, so makes sense. It, from Yellowstone. Uh, I think he directed it. Yeah, yes. he directed it. He wrote it, like everything. So, um, Basically, um, and it's set in Wyoming. So, you know, big country up in Wyoming, basically. Uh, Jeremy Renner plays a, a hunter, like a predator hunter, like a professional predator hunter and tracker. Um, to And uh, he more or less gets recruited by the FBI because somebody in their town, um, it was a, a, a girl, uh, was basically found out in the uh, wilderness and they presume murdered at this point. Um, very much along the lines of um, she's a native American uh, woman. Um, there's a kind of a, a big balance of, you know, he, Jeremy Renner's uh, a white guy and he's going into the uh, reservation and stuff. And he does have a relationship with them. The FBI shows up, uh, Elizabeth Olsen mm -hmm. is, they send one person up basically and it's Elizabeth Olsen Dances from the FBI. The you got it. Avatar? You got it. Cool. Got Thank it. you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> no! No! Okay? This is different. It's different. Uh, long story short, um, Jeremy Renner helps Elizabeth Olsen uh, investigate this murder and, and what happened to her. Um, you'll see a lot of characters, or a lot of the actors and actresses actually from Yellowstone that are even yeah, in this. That makes it's sense. great. John Bernthal has a small part in this. God, he's the best. So good. Um but it's a great, great mystery in a cold, cold, cold weather place. Um, and to watch it all unfold, I don't want to give anything away. But, man, it's that guy has a great way of just writing and telling stories. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And um, I really think, yeah, you should definitely go watch it. He's just a great storyteller in the fact of, like, modern – uh, contemporary westerns like Hell or High Water. Oh God! Is, Did he was he involved in that? Yeah, it's, oh it's all my him. God! It's yeah, it's he's the man. He's got like literally his trilogy of like land movies, yeah. which is basically that Wind River and Yellowstone. Yeah, um, such a great storyteller. And yeah, the the fact at the end of this movie, the cold hard fact at the end of this movie, blew me the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> because when this movie ends, it ends with like kind of a, a like a yes, percentage a tr fact. Yeah, true things. It, yeah blew me away so you don't learn that in history books you, you don't, don't i don't even know what your fact is but i know i can guess and no one talks about it nobody nope. talks even about it no and listen we all when we arrived in america we sat down at a big table and had thanksgiving dinner with 100 yes, that's we absolutely that's exactly we shook right. hands and broke bread yep that's all that happened right that's all that happened <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, executive producer Bud Larson, thanks again for being here, man. We appreciate it. Very His much number so. one, Spies Like Us. Okay. No, and I and I it's, I have not seen this movie in a long time, and I think he nailed it. It's it's um, uh, Ackroyd and Chase. Oh yeah, and it's uh, some spies go through basic training regiment that they think is the real thing to save the world from nuclear nuclear devastation, but it turns out they are the decoys. There's so many funny parts. This is like classic. Those dudes comedy like John Landis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Landis movie. There's the eight doctors introductions. Doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> yes. Chevy Chase gives a press conference and pretends to have his mic cut out while giving a speech. If you haven't seen this movie, you can already picture that in oh, your yeah. head. Like how that would this this is like this is a a very wind like winter feeling movie yeah. and straight comedy. It's one of the more I'd call it one of the more lesser known movies of Chase and Ackroyd, but this my my dad always talks about this movie. He loves this movie, so uh, he 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 ended it all saying just these all these movies are must watches for me in the winter months. So he's got his list. We had our list. You bet. That is twenty movies for you guys to uh, not even including the honorable mentions to think yeah. about watching this winter when it, when the long darkness yes. sets in ah, and you just dark. need things to do because. Nothing on Netflix is really calling your name. Pick yeah. up these movies. Settle yeah. up with a little little whiskey, little, little nippers. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Just a little nippers. Watch a movie. Warm nice. me up on the inside, and then these movies will warm me up on the outside. Yeah. So. Well, we're glad you guys were here. We do have a voicemail. You can call us at 319-804-9596. Leave some thoughts on the show, feedback, movie suggestions. Here's today's voicemail. Hi, guys. It's Neil from New Jersey. First off, my state sucks. <laughs> because I can't get the whiskey delivered to my state. The whole state won't deliver alcohol. My state sucks. <laughs> Second of all, you guys' podcasts are the greatest. I've learned from you from Two Bears, One Cave, and cool. I binged all your episodes within a month. And That's a lot. Am I mistaken, or are there, like, no great military movies that you guys do. Hmm. I'll even true. do like Good Morning Vietnam with Robert Williams. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket. You know, like classics. Yeah. I was just curious if that was a thing or not. But also, I think we need to discuss the most nostalgic movie ever made by man, The Demolition Man. <laughs> ah, yes. Starring Sly and Wesley Snipes. Yes. Come on. Yep. You Come can't on. get more nostalgic than that. And the one-liners. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Keep up the great work. You guys make me laugh nonstop, and I love your little mini bites. You guys are awesome. Keep doing you. And, yeah, you guys are awesome. You are definitely the number one podcast. Thanks, man. So keep up the good work and enjoy. Now he's right. We nice we bro. really haven't jumped into some military movies, which is interesting. We don't enough. support the military. We don't. Mm-hmm. No, we we do not support the boys in blue or the military <laughs> or the firefighters. No, we get out of here. <laughs> we don't, just kidding. I'm joking. We love it. Major jokes. We actually know. I I don't. Sorry, I don't have it Colonel in front of jokes. me. But so one of our executive producers has added Saving Private Ryan to the upcoming list. So okay, nice. We're gonna start diving into some of that. But yeah, I think he's right. We do need to check some of that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I can't um, wait. Yeah, Demolition Man. Demolition too. Man. What are the seashells? For? I was just gonna ask. Hey, if you can tell us what the seashells are used for, how you use the seashells, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. Then we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. We'll have to figure it out when we do it. Yeah. Well, please go check us out at confusedbreakfast.com. Ratings on all of our movies are there. You can buy merch. You can contact us on social media. Uh, you can check everything you need to know there. But also, more importantly, you got to go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast, which is the reason for this bonus episode today. Yes, sir. The people there that we are so grateful for have allowed us to add this extra monthly episode so we are going to read that name, uh, that list of names off to them of these amazing people. We got to thank Robin Fawcett, Dane, Joel, Nick Marula, Mark Pryor, Kirlana, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Bud Larson, Katie Beeks, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Kale James, Jason Davis, Sean Dixon, Emilio Perez, Skylar Brunson, Jordan Hooten, Brenna Meisner, Willie Cox III, Janelle Lewis, Joe Thomas, Chris Diaro, Marshall G, Mitch Cavanaugh, Josh Miller, Con Dumb, 
Jason Botsford, Chris Pryor, Paul Diaro, Jason Hahn, Travis Scanlon, Gary McCarthy, Corey Vaughn, Ranger Rick and Subalu, Damian Zemek, Zachary Huron, Dallas B. Revis, David Wagoneer, Jenny Wilson, Tim Nash, Mike Zacher, Dwayne Van, Robert Venz, Joey Piamonte, David Waters, Alan Cross, Negaduck, Zero Phonic, Amy N., Ryan O., David Gould, John Devlin, Zachary Jones, Seth Murray, Tina Hansen, Lilo, Dallas Multipass, Lance Davis, Jesse Anderson. We also got Mike being Mike, Dale Prestupia, Derek For Real, Mike Wheeler, Andrew Sawtell, Mike Oxhard, Garrett Layoff, Aaron Baker, Ryan Grabsky, Michael Nash, Adam Bathon, Bathon, Ryan Weaver, Quentin Moore, Joseph Morris, Zach Evans, Justin Woolley, Todd Fajot, Jared Bushman, Melinda Miller, Luke Bitus, mm. Bitus. I gave you all the hard ones. Shadow X Viking, Rachel yeah, Heinz, yeah, uh, Bailey Rome Murky, Tyler Dark, John Miller, <laughs> Caleb Campson, Dean Roan, Austin Hartman, Jason Ruby, Rod Rogers. <laughs> all right. Nice. Chris M. Cody Kirker. Chris Clemen, Louis Lewinsky, Laniuski, Alexandra Hemingway, the writer, Starling, Jessica Helvenka, Helvinka, Helvinka, Tanner Gray, Quincy Mullen, David Amodai, Matthew Rosendahl, John Martinez, Jackson M., Jamie Young, Spaceballs, the username, Aaron Richard Harding. And do not forget, we've still got Brandon Anderson, Captain Chunk, Bryant Wayland, Jacob Stahl, Carson Kruger, Aaron Hamblin, Alex Navarro, Richard Bursiaga, Stephen Andrew Gibson, Peter Fitz, Jay Bender, Stephen Gatos, Steve Bland, Andy M., Chris Nelson, Steve Galbraith, Sean. Matt Cruz, Sean Galbraith. Yeah, we got. Don't forget Sean, dude. <laughs> Sean Galbraith, Matt Cruz, Terry Pyatt, Kyle Donnelly, Kyle Eberly, Tyler Kennep, Jose Lush, Robert Ross, Steve Prim, Jacob Collins, Max W, Lee Rash, Michael May, Trent Crutcher, Austin Palazzari, Father Pena, Domin Brown, Travis Ferris, Mister and Mrs. Beers. <laughs> Ronnie Midnight Rider Ronnie and Midnight Rider Todd Todd Zootenhorst Mindy Zealous Emma Page Megan Damian Zemek Mitchell Lundy Aaron George Cody Gertis Zachary Schild (laughs) Michelle Music Josh Baxter Max Went Mo Muzak Diggity Dave (laughs) The Guy uh, Jay McGrath, Grant Trickle, Anthony Davis, and Anthony Benstra. Oh. You're the best around. around. I, I ran out of sound bites out here. We have too many <laughs> things it. to do in there. You guys, we love you. We will catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.